Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? It's episode 91 of Pop Culture Crisis. There's laughing in the studio. You can't hear it right now, but it just died out. Uh, I am here with my co-host today. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Mary. Nice to be here. How you doing? I'm doing great. She's not laughing right now. The the laughter, the laughter just suddenly stopped. Uh, that is because <laughs> our other host today, introduce yourself, please, can't stop laughing. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimla. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. It is very nice to see you today. <laughs> it's nice to see both of you. I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. She is very excited. This is like, um, believe it or not, when I was young, before all of the 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 problems I had growing up with substances, caffeine used to do that to me as well, where I would get very excited and happy about the day. It's sugar, not it's, caffeine. It's, it's, well, it's a little bit of both today, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm actually pretty sensitive to caffeine and like I'm typically pretty regimented in how much I drink. And today I was like, no, I'll be fine. And I'm really sorry in advance because I'm not fine. It is. It is OK. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff. We're gonna talk. This is the last time I'll be yeah. appearing in pop culture because <laughs> Brett's gonna kick me off. That is that will not happen. That will not happen. So we are gonna talk about uh, the ongoing scourge of people who want to always blame media for real life violence. In this case, it's an article uh, discussing Jim Carrey talking about copycat inspiration from his. Uh, uh, the character of the Riddler, which is now portrayed by Paul Dano, Jim Carrey played him in the in the Batman. So we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about uh, the very ill-conceived wedding, um, or in my opinion, uh, uh, shotgun wedding uh, between Courtney Kardashian. That would imply she's pregnant. That, is that what that means? Yeah. Oh. It is. Well, hold on. We, we <laughs> have lots to say. I didn't know that. Yes, we'll get Let's we'll get save to that. It. I've we're got just... lots to say about this. Okay. <laughs> Prophetic. Maybe she is pregnant. Yes. Shh, could... shh, stop walking at my talking points. Okay. We, we will see. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about Mark Wahlberg fighting the. Hollywood system uh, to get a movie made that was very true, uh, like important to him. And then we got Podluck with a bunch of stuff. So if my uh, caffeinated uh, and opinionated co-hosts are ready, I say we just go ahead and get rid of it. Ready, right, 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 right into it. Are you guys ready? Yes. 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 Let's be do more it. Ready. Okay. All right. So the first topic we have here, it says uh, Batman Forever's Riddler, Jim Carrey is concerned. Uh, Paul Dano's interpretation could inspire copycats. Uh, I'm automatically already getting flashbacks to like the nineties and like video games will inspire violence. And I'm getting a flashback to 2019. Uh, yes. We're in, I've got that like, uh, before. Good times. yes, we got that pulled up. See, uh, whenever they say like 
concern could inspire copycats i'm like what like this is a serial killer like we don't like it's a real person yeah yeah like that that's my favorite part because it would be dangerous for the community if we had a copycat of this of a of, a, of a somebody that didn't actually do anything so it says paul dano's creepy riddler is part of the latest reboot of the cape crusader and the batman which at one uh, which as one of the most successful releases of 2022 and of the emerging post-pandemic era reached an unsettling uh reached and unsettled a lot of people with its murder mystery catch a killer st- type style story style storyline and it's Riddler uh, and it's Riddler is a darker portrayal leaving some divided over the liberties taken by Matt Reeves with the source material to go more reality based the creative direction opens a pronounced can of worms begging this is like this is a can of worm worms that's been opened like 10 million times so that's that's annoying like it's opening a can of worms again that's already been opened a million times when they ask you know do uh movie violence does movie violence inspire real life violence so it says the batman does the does the batman glorify a psycho with an online following who's uh who exacts deadly revenge against a corrupt system the question troubling certain individuals not being uh, is not being hard to fathom a former riddler and very outspoken actor naturally has something to say about the implications of the twisted spin even though he concedes he hasn't seen the movie yet that's uh he you know i mean i'm sure he doesn't need to see it to understand why you know where his opinion comes from though it is kind of funny that he's like yeah i haven't seen it but i'm worried about it that could be bad he says jim carrey who famously i just hope he's like it keeps me up at night yeah i i just lie in bed worrying about this issue all the time (laughs) yeah so he says uh uh, Jim Carrey, who por- who famously portrayed a more Gorshin-inspired Edward Nigma in Batman Forever, that's arguably truer to uh, to form than Dano's wannabe Zodiac killer, had some critiques about the Batman in a recent interview, and he came short of disparaging the movie. So basically, he gives the point where he's like, you know, uh, I think it's bad. It says, uh, I've not seen it. It's a very dark version. I have mixed emotions about it. To each his own and all that, Carey said while discussing Sonic 2 with Unilad in the UK. He's added that he fears that a chance uh, that there's a chance that Dano's Riddler, Riddler's methods might inspire some wacko as good as Dano's acting is. I don't think anybody's like, you know, I wasn't going to go out and commit these really violent acts of homicide, but, you know, that was such a stirring portrayal that that actor gave me. Maybe I will go do that now. I don't think that's actually a thing. Does that seem like a no, thing? No, Brett, you don't understand. He's empowering incel terrorists. Yes, yes, that's that's what they're saying because he is uh, he is uh, the Riddler is an incel. They're the the funniest was um, <laughs> uh, if you guys have not seen the movie, uh, there's a. Did you see it? I did not. Okay, there's a, a scene where he's in like a he's in like a four chan type forum that they find. And there's uh, a five chan, and, and he's got like he's they're like he's got like five hundred followers. <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty good hit and miss ratio of like finding people to like commit violent acts for you. Like you get if you got a Patreon, you got to have like ten thousand followers just to get like ten people to pay for your stuff. So for this guy to have five hundred followers and get like fifteen people to commit like violent homicide for him, that's a fantastic ratio. We should he, study he's got. his rhetoric strategy. Yes. How yeah. he's winning these people over. My favorite was there was one that guys the guy's username was like hold the line eighty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't stop laughing when I saw that, but it says, it says considerations like that. The actor indicated further compel him to be careful when he chooses ro- when choosing roles airing on the side of caution. Uh, Carrie having done his share of odd thrillers with Batman forever de- director, Joel Schumacher. I don't know if anybody has seen the cable guy. Cable guy is a fantastic movie. Um, prefers the G rated cartoon violence of Robotnik these days. Yes. He is. He's now playing a, a very cartoonish villain that wants to take over the world. That's what we need back. We don't want people to, I, I'm sick of villains like wanting to burn down a corrupt system. I want vi- vi- villains that want to take over the world. Remember when that was a thing? 
You just wanted to take over the world. Was it Thanos? They, well, what no, do they want to do now? Well, now burn it all down. Yes, burn it all down. Or they're, it, it's never the cartoonishly villainous side anymore. Now it's always like real world this and real world that. I want cartoonish villains. Mm. So it says, uh, it says, I do have a conscience about the things I choose. He, he, he continued, Robotnik in Sonic 2 uh, has cartoon bombs and no one gets, has cartoon, cartoon bombs and no one gets hurt. But what if his cartoon bombs inspire a real bomber? Yeah. What if somebody's like, I want to make, you never know. I want to make cartoonish looking bombs that actually hurt people. <laughs> that could actually happen. I know there's a place for it. I don't want to criticize it, but it's not my kind of thing. It's very well done. Those movies are very well done. So it says uh, he, he's I he's like airing on the side of like you know family type movies these days. That's fine. That's kind of more his territory, anyways. But it's just this argument will never go away that movies and television and video games will inspire violence, and it's becoming tiresome. And as we know, the media wants you wants the violence to be inspired because the media wants the headlines. Uh, in the uh, the uh, so this is Mary was right it says the Batman's Riddler is an incel and that should be a grim message to us all. This is an uh, this is an older article from like earlier in the month. It says the Batman is a is a surprisingly grounded film, uh, but they basically talk about how this character is very much like not supposed to be like a, he's very disturbed because he is involuntarily celibate, which will of course means that you're going to be uh, violent and psychopathic. Was that explicit in the movie? No, it was not. <laughs> I, like his character, there was like, a how do we know? There was a great. We asked the girl out, and yeah. then she says no. And she says no, and he's like, "You know what? Burn the system down." <laughs> um, but there's a great meme that somebody posted where it says, "Like, man, the Riddler was scary as hell when he had that costume on." Because you, you see Paul Dano, he says, and then boom, he takes his mask off, and boom, it's just Mitch McConnell. <laughs> That's even scarier. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like it's just young Mitch McConnell. So uh, there, I found this old article. I don't have it pulled up on those, but it says this is Joker movie prompts mass hysteria in media, police departments. So I, that one might not be on there. Um, it says the upcoming release of Todd Phillips Joker. When this came out, if you remember, there was like uh, the all the theaters that I went like the, when I went to see it, they had plain clothes officers. At Wait, the really? Yeah, yeah, they had plain clothes police officers at the theater because they were worried about people supposedly committing incel acts of violence. Maybe that was just the first showing because I remember the yeah. showing I went to was just empty except for myself. <laughs> so I didn't see anybody there. Did you go see it like early? Like, or did you go see it like on a Friday? It was pretty early. Yeah. But it was a weekday. Yeah. So less people. But yeah. Oh, no. It was just for the Friday night showings. Like for that initial Friday oh, night opening. Like when there's going to be a crowd. Yeah. yeah so it was like, even if an incel is going to blow up an empty theater, like we'll just let him have that one. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, well, yeah. With all the, the the property damage is bad, but without bodies, we're fine. Yeah. So it says posts on social media have made reference to involuntarily celibate uh, extremists replicating the 2012 shooting in Aurora, Colorado, at screenings of the Joker movie nationwide. So that's what they want. The, the media absolutely wants this, uh, and they keep perpetuating this narrative. Like that article got written because Jim Carrey's somehow worried that. Somebody liked a character that was violent. Like, is this going to, is this an argument we're going to have to have forever about movies? Yeah, I mean, I think it will probably go on for an extremely long time. But my pet theory is that basically there is um, a cultural gap between people who understand violence or who actually come into contact with violence and people who then say, if you see a violent video game or a violent movie, yeah. you are going to become violent. Like those people don't actually have any firsthand experience. Yeah. I'm or they don't and generalizing them. here, of course. But like I think it's similar to people who want to ban guns 
who have never owned a gun or who don't know anyone who owns a gun. Like it's yep. um, something they're trying to keep out of their world that they have intentionally uh, abstained the from The more already. you're removed from it, the more you mythologize and th- it. The more fearful it is, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't even know where it comes from. You have no idea what causes it. So maybe it's violence in movies. like yep. that. And you're also more afraid of like what's violent inside of yourself. So it's mm. just projection. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, there was people in the fa- like uh, like family members of the the victims from the old Aurora shooting that somehow like because like the the theater chain that carried uh, that was that held the Dark Knight Rises when that happened will not ca- did not carry the Joker mm. uh, and like some of the family members were like thank you and other ones were like I think that's an over exaggerate because it's just a tr- it's a tragedy it's a tragic event yeah. but it's not indicative of culture as a whole yeah it's an isolated incident that's awful but it does not and mean you're just that- digging it up again for yeah. them to remember yep all so. over yeah and another thing that struck me about this was they didn't react the same way to Suicide Squad even though there was another iteration of the Joker in that he's he's cartoonish did you see how green his hair was it must have been okay but he was still supposed to be unhinged and like yep. edgy or whatever and arguably like the the original cut that never made it of that movie which was much much darker. like if you ever watched the uh, initial trailer for that movie the comic-con trailer that came out in 2014 2016 um, was a much, much uh, more violent and dark take on that film that was eventually lightened up because Batman mm-hmm. vs. Superman didn't do that well. Uh, so then the studio tinkered and made, you know, ruined the movie by letting a, like a trailer company edit the movie, which is why that movie's so awful. He also got cut, cut down to like 10 minutes yeah. or and less. He had much more footage in the original cut mm-hmm. of that movie, but his storyline got all but removed. And let's face it, Jared Leto is extremely hit or miss, and when he misses, he really really misses and that's uh that's indicative his of him cult would say otherwise his, yes his his very uh, his 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 uh, not cult his not cult his i don't know what They're it gonna is come for us Stop. They, they could <laughs> well we we covered bts so if if they don't come for us nobody will that's true. um we we jumped like like several hundred followers and that video did like way better it did yeah, yeah like way well, they were mad they were real mad Good. like this is old news guys yep. like we all knew this already yeah Yep. To bring in a BTS specialist. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's what they wanted. It's like I thought it was interesting. It's like, and it was only really news yesterday because we were covering the fact that there was a uh, a BTS lockdown. Yes, and that there was the presidential the the changing of powers yeah. for the president of South Korea. Mm-hmm. But so for this, I just think that this is going to. I, I don't see a time where this doesn't happen. But it is weird how it's selectively enforced like you said they didn't do it for that version of the suicide squad other movies don't necessarily get this and there's violent movies that are released all the time i didn't see suicide squad but it it's sort of i remember from the, the photos and stuff it sort of made the made it look like um harley quinn margot robbie's character was sort of at like the lead of that group i remember she's always in the middle and stuff like that do you think it has anything to do with it being a male main character versus sort of a female-led Group? No, because in that one, Will Smith got top billing. Mm, I think okay. uh, I think Will Smith got top billing, but he has a mask on for most of the, uh, most of the movie. But um, she is kind of like a, a unique example of someone who uh, nobody liked Birds of Prey. That, that... Uh, yeah, her with Jared Leto's Joker was really the appeal, and then he was cut out yeah. most of the way mm. through. Because her character is really like, uh, as much as they try, she's not really like a, a character to be done on her own. She, yeah, she was more she, of an accessory yeah. to his character. In yeah, like that character was debuted in the animated series. Yeah, and, and she really she they don't she doesn't exist very well outside of uh mm-hmm. you know her do ties you, to that character. Do you think the lack of like or the disparity in police presence and concerns of violence mm-hmm. have to do with the fact that that's a depiction of a group who does things versus like like 
In, yeah, in like, we are afraid of incel culture. We're afraid of singular men acting alone. The th the fear of like the lone gunman, yeah. who, who wants to come out and do something. Like I said, <laughs> not wait, a like click of sort of antiheroes. Like I said, bad guys. I don't really know what they are. Finding yourself fifteen people willing to commit violence for you on like a five hundred and eight person uh, follower list is a hell of a hit count. There, my friend. He's mm -hmm. uh he must have been very very persuasive. Uh, but I just thought that this was one of those things where I can't like, and Jim Carrey's like, he's also like what in his fifties or his sixties. He's like, you know, he's, he's, he's getting old. He's, he's out of touch. Also, he's just off his rocker. Yeah. I think. He's real weird. I'm not a huge fan. You don't like why? Like I have liked some of his work, but he espouses a lot of like philosophy right now. That's sort of armchair, um, ideology to me that I'm yeah. not super into. Like what? Um, I need to go back and listen to those interviews he had where he just sounded like absolutely insane yeah yeah you remember he did like a whole phase where he was like i'm not an acting i'm discovering myself through painting oh, and like oh i remember oh yeah and that those those paintings went for like crazy money went too. For crazy money yeah. and, and like sucked by the yeah, way yeah i think it's like a form of it's like art you don't need to understand it <laughs> i think it's like a form of narcissism in a long way in a in a in a strong way which maybe doesn't even have to do with the fact that he's an actor it just has to do with like generation that's yeah. like become culturally normative um the there was a movie done about him where he was like, I'm such a method actor. I'm going to stay in character while performing another role. He was playing Andy Kaufman. He was right? playing Thank Andy Kaufman. Uh, man on the Moon. Or uh, Man on the Moon. That's with it. Would never stop to the point where his other co-workers were like, this is, or his like co-stars were like, this is. Jerry Lawler like, was the wrestler in the outside. movie with him. And like, yeah, there's that famous fight that they had. Um, like, I think in some ways he's always just been like a semi- provocative guy like in it's yeah. sort of attention seeking like now he's like oh yeah well i don't like violence like instead of going for being this disruptive irritating personality he's now trying to be like this sort of patron saint of the right thing to do mm -hmm. I, I will say it's not like he said like it's bad he just said i would choose not to do it, 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 it it's not like he's passing judgment on them for making it he's just saying that he wouldn't have made that choice but still it comes up and the fact that it keeps coming up and like uh, they can't tie it to any specific crime, but like, they'll certainly he, keep trying. Would he not do that now because he couldn't pull it off because his yeah. he's not perceived as that kind of actor anymore? He's lost his edge. Yeah. I don't know. See, he's got to make Ace Ventura three before he before he goes. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I, knowing how much Hannah Claire loves reboots and remakes, uh, I think she wants <laughs> she 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 means she's lying. She, she no loves, one likes them. It's okay. She she's she's lying. She loves reboots just, and remakes. Oh, I can't believe how many things are reboots and remakes these days. That's every all time they are. I would come on this show. Again, I'm always grateful to be here, but I'd be like, so they're remaking <laughs> this movie. So they're remaking this. TV well, show, I mean, so now I just do it to annoy you. Yeah, but like I, I think even if you weren't trying to annoy me, that's still something you would have to talk about all the time. Yeah, no, it happening is happening all the time. It's like I, I wasn't actually. I'm being hyperbolic when I say I was doing it to annoy her. Uh, like there's a lot of it. Just like uh, when there's established lore, it's more relevant to talk about. Like we covered um, the release of an upcoming show called um, Tokyo Vice, which is based on a book, uh, and the other one was We Own the City or We Run the City. I think it's We Own the City, which is based on another book. One is about uh, a reporter who's who does like, ran the crime beat in uh tokyo like an american reporter working in tokyo um and then the other one was about a corrupt like police unit in baltimore yeah they're both based off of real things but but they're new but less people are interested in it because the 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 reboots and the remakes have the established work prior you know to draw people in when i was like really like Tokyo Vice comes out like in like two days and I'm like geeking to go watch it. But it's like, I understand like most people, if they don't pay close attention to stuff, aren't going to know that that's out until they see it on their 
HBO Max queue. Yeah, it reminds me of the same part of um, like psychology that tells you like you want to eat at a chain restaurant even when you're in a new city. Because you know what it's going to be like. Because you know it's going to be like and maybe you like that food and it's consistent. You can rely on it. Like watching a reboot of something you already basically know is maybe not as intellectually um, engaging engaging, or like you're watching it for comfort or for familiarity versus like a, wanting to be introduced to new concepts or new production. I'm a big comfort watcher. Like in a lot, like I, I watch, uh, I have a harder time watching like new things because I feel like I have to pay very close attention. Whereas stuff that I've watched before, I can put on the background while I'm working and be fine. Mm. So I, I do that a lot with shows. Like I don't, usually engage in new stuff unless it's like the weekend because I want to be able to give it my full attention whereas during the week if I'm just if I'm up here working or getting something ready I put something on in the background and it's not muted but volumes really low and it's just kind of there so yeah it is what it is so again violence we can't get away from it in the media we'll never get away from it Jim Carrey is also retiring supposedly after Sonic 2 I I was gonna put that up on screen but we'll see like I imagine yeah maybe he's taking uh like uh taking like a note from his professional wrestling colleagues from that movie uh and uh going to come out of retirement to do something else no maybe is it you and why don't you what was it why was it you said you didn't like him just because you think he's weird yeah, I just think he's insane and narcissistic, but so are but, all celebrities. Yes. It's it's uh yeah. It's it's part of like I don't know if it's like a requirement, but even the ones who come off as like not like that feels like they're doing it because they know that there are slash not like most celebrities. Uh Hannah Claire just made a, a very prompt face that was The thing mm-hmm. is like if you want to retire from acting like I feel like he has been on the cusp of trying to transition out of acting for a long time, but you know, honestly, it's probably because he's not getting cast the way he used to, right? Oh, I think his career's doing fine. I mean, Seems odd. To, maybe, like, but at one point he was a really big deal. I yes. mean, he was in everything. He's in and his 60s had now. That kind of, sure, I mean, he should yeah. just retire because we don't want to see him anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But, Hot take. But that was like when he went through his painting phase that he was like, I'm doing this forgot. for me, now come over here and film it. Like, I completely forgot about the painting phase until you guys brought it up. Yeah, like... I thought he had already retired from acting. Yeah. Like, I just don't take that kind of declaration seriously because it's, like, obviously from someone who wants to stay in the limelight, don't the, you think? That was a thing in skating. Like, people who, like, would, like, on social media would be like, I'm quitting skating. It's just not fun anymore. And we're like, why would you, like, announce that to people? Why wouldn't you just not skate anymore rather than tell every, like, you're making the proclamation, like, I am no longer going to be skating. And then everyone's like, yeah, sure. Like, that's, that's you just want attention right now. It was hard to tell if with his painting phase and his weird ideological rants, (laughs) if he was just retiring from being taken seriously anymore. Or if he was actually trying to get people to engage with what he was saying. Like, was the whole thing just for publicity or... I would would err on the side of saying probably for publicity. But we'll never know. We'll never know. But I do want to see Sonic Two. Yes, we're we're going to. We should all go see that. Hannah Claire, you'd like you'd like Sonic Two. It's very very family friendly and fun. Is that because you said I'm dressed like a third grader today? I did not say that. <laughs> I, I, I did not say that. What I said was she looks like she's on her way to a Mary Kate and yeah. Ashley Olsen themed birthday party. Like I'm taking my didn't children. Didn't specify how old they were at that birthday party. Exactly. Or if I, I was an attendee or just someone chaperoning the party. I guess. Yeah, so, so, yeah. um, I'd be totally happy to see Sonic. Um, it's definitely not something I would like ever pick to see on my own, but I'm definitely one of those people that needs... I, I like when people are like, hey, we're going to go see this movie. You yeah. know, get get come with us anyways because i uh i i tend to just like 
It's you a said you comfort watch. Yeah. I tend to be like, I can't make a decision, so I'm not going. Like we we saw that when you played Wordle. Oh my gosh, it was yeah. bad. When you played Wordle, you're like, <laughs> you're like I can't do it. <laughs> Knowing that like, I had one minute to figure out that word. Like, it's not that I wasn't like testing stuff. I just like don't like, you only get five tries. So like I can, I can like look at the boxes and see what words aren't going to fit. I can eliminate a lot of stuff, but yeah. I, you know, whatever. I'm not going to justify myself. <laughs> All right. You just stared at that screen. <laughs> she it was like it was I was like that's why I chose not to play. I opted out. So uh, I'm I'm worse. I'm a, I'm a scaredy cat. I just chose not to play. At least you admitted it live. You I did play this for our Nick in the vlog later. Yeah, that'll be perfect. You'll love that. All right, we're gonna talk about uh, Hannah Claire's favorite subject, and that is Courtney uh, Kardashian and Travis Barker marry in Las uh, in Las Vegas. Or do they? What a wild time. I just wanted on the record that I sent this to Brett on two different platforms and I that, saw it. That's how much she like, wanted to talk about it. We have to cover this. Like, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. So I yeah. was, well, you know, like there, there's like this weird zone where I like to, to find like articles that are like, why is this interesting? So just them getting married wasn't really all that interesting to me. But then the second article that very promptly comes out like an hour later that says, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker didn't legally get married in Las Vegas. Yeah. That is interesting to me because that was the first thing I thought when I when I read that was like, isn't it like a hassle to get married in Vegas See, now? When I saw, I didn't know if it was a hassle. You have to explain that. But when I saw the headline, you know, fa wealthy famous person plus wealthy famous person get married in Vegas, all I could think was, do they not have a prenup? Yeah. Like there's and no they did. They didn't. They didn't. So, We've but, got that. But on they here. also said it's not legally binding, so like a prenup wouldn't apply anyways. Yep. So it yeah. says Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are not legally married. Page six can exclusively reveal the pair who reportedly tied the knot in Las Vegas after the Grammys on Sunday had a ceremony, but there was nothing legal about it as they never got a marriage license. Sources familiar with the situation told us they had a ceremony, but on paper it's not legal yet. One side, one insider shared on Tuesday morning. Uh, Clark County records to marriage licenses and certificates also show. That the couple never applied for so it's really just an, another exercise in like weird narcissism they're like come watch us get married friends no but, but not they really. didn't even have they people even there. taking they're, pictures they didn't I allow think, anyone i in. think this is the opposite. so it's just them they're just having a midlife crisis together see uh, i like want to like i sort of get the midlife crisis things but i also think like they are just getting married because they like each other like but they didn't they can, actually get married yeah but like they really wanted to practice and they're like, I just, I just I love you so much. Let's get married. That's the thing. I think they're eccentric. I don't, I think this is like the kind of, thing. it makes me wonder that if they weren't crazy wealthy celebrities, if they would have just eloped in Vegas, right? Because maybe they really like each other. I'm not going to begrudge them that, but they cannot because all of their assets and all of their lawyers and all of their teens would be like, no, you can't do that. Just, just a weekly reminder that if you are, uh, if you're poor, you're weird. If you're rich, you're eccentric. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. Uh, you're not it's it's kind of like the meme that's like you're not ugly you're just poor like I you're not you're not eccentric you're just poor i feel like this is this interesting moment of like they want to be impulsive but again because they're both like, in their 40s <laughs> they're, they're not allowed kids. to be but yeah they're, they're both like <laughs> adult parents with children and companies they're like but we can't be so we're gonna do a fake impulsive thing they're they're like they're like uh like What's it called? Like, uh, not a, or not cosplaying, but they're like uh, LARPing, being young and, and crazy. Yeah, it's, it's super cringe. They're, they're live action role playing what it would be like to be young and crazy if they weren't both multimillionaires with kids when, and families. So before you said this like was a shotgun wedding or whatever. I did not know that wanted... that what that term meant. Thank you. So can one of you yeah. explain that to me? The shotgun girl... wedding is is yeah. about the kids. girl gets pregnant out of wedlock and then her dad, dad goes. Ch -ch -ch 
and forces the groom down the you aisle. You better get married. Yeah. I learn something new every day. Yeah. So the thing is, the again, I have to give my disclaimer of like I have no idea why I have not have so much Kardashian information. I I never I just, know either. But I just do. She's always like she's like I don't know much about pop culture, and then she's like telling me these weird facts about the Kardashians. Like, like, did you watch Keeping Up? Or anything? I watched it like that first season with it was like a bonding exercise between me and my stepmom because we'd be like these people are insane, but I didn't like keep up with keeping up with the kardashians right i don't like follow them on instagram i don't buy their products like but they just are in every on every level you don't of buy push culture no i don't even know what that is i just for like <laughs> lifestyle brand but like, i don't want to know but okay but what i was gonna say is that keeping up with the kardashians after many seasons has now ended except basically they're just moving to hulu it's just the their, kardashians it's just the same thing but on a different yeah. platform yep. there's big fanfare about it ending but it's gonna be better for some reason but in mm. the clips of like that you know they released a promo or whatever there's a scene of of courtney kardashian i don't remember if it's the audio says like we really want to have kids together and she's like what looks like laying back on like a uh, gynecologist chair and like uh, and uh, Travis is holding her hand and it mm. looks it, it like seemed to imply that they were like in the middle of going through in vitro or maybe getting ready to try for children. Mm. Um, and so I actually when you said that I was like, well, it seems to me that they will not be having surprise children. It seems like maybe they are like, you know, they're all, she's in her 40s and stuff like maybe they're gonna have to be pretty intense with this effort. Um, because they've, t from what I know, it's been a pretty, they have talked to their friends. It's like, sources close to them say they do want to have kids together. Yeah. He's got basically three and she's got three already. Wow. Um, wow. So that's like a lot of, also, uh, well, family oriented. Like, yes. it's not surprising that they would then be like, yeah, we're going to have more kids together if we can. I was like, also wealthy and they have the money to do it. I was also shocked that their wealth gap is not as great as you would think she's worth about 65 million he's worth about 50. Mm -hmm. um i don't know how i think she's the least wealthy of all the kardashian not, sisters i, I really? have the, i, I have thought that, that would here. be chloe chloe I has think... like a couple tv shows and that gene line uh oh. chloe uh kendall kendall is the is the poorest poorest no <laughs> kendall she's like a supermodel at 45 she million. made like 125 million dollars like, like modeling said, and, last year and you should never trust uh any type of like you know like when you look up online it's like what is their net worth although kendall has failed to launch her tequila business a couple times okay. so maybe <laughs> so, that's in hurting her uh and that well i guess if you count scott disick and rob kardashian but of the women kendall at 45 million chloe at 50 and courtney at 65. Hmm. So uh, you, I don't think you're allowed in America to just make $65 million and go get married in Vegas. I just don't think it's a thing. Uh, we have from TMZ. It says, no prenup, no problem. Postnup will do. Man, we live in a world where postnup is a thing. This is actually yeah. something Elon Musk went through with his first wife. Oh, I he bet. He was on the board of, um, I don't remember if it was PayPal. Or he started at PayPal. The time. Yeah. He did start PayPal, but I don't remember which, because he started a couple companies. I don't remember which one at the time, but they got married <laughs> and then his board was like, you need to have a post-nut because how your divorce results will affect the rest of us. Yeah. And his uh, ex-wife has talked about how this was like, you know, a big red flag for her at the beginning of their marriage. But yeah, so starting on uh, so prior to Sunday night's Vegas wedding, the two had started working on a prenup, but nothing had been signed. We told we're told the plan now will be a post-nup and should be handled without issue. I love the idea. We're told. And then it turned out that it's actually not a legally binding marriage. So our source just lied to us. I, I love the idea that they're just like, oh, I, I, I really want to get that prenup worked up. But I just love you so much. Let's go get married now. Like. Nobody worth that much money should ever say that, even if nothing bad will happen. It just seems like a horrible idea. Like, you know, I am 
generally pro-marriage and I think that like having people who are in culture even if I don't really love their lifestyle or their choices who are like no but marriage is cool and good and we want it like yep. I think that can be a benefit right so I mean of the car I was thinking about this today of the uh, what four Kardashian sisters with children Kim Kylie uh, the tall one <laughs> and then this wench there are <laughs> sorry I can't remember there's Courtney and Chloe. Um, there Kim has three kids Courtney has three kids, um, and the other two, one one has two. So there's like nine children, right? Of those, only Kim's last three were born in wedlock. Every single other child, the majority of them were born out of wedlock, yep. which reflects the statistic that I was telling Brad about that 50% of all children born today are born out of mar out of what out of wedlock and like yep. that's actually not a stable environment to bring children into because most of the people having out of wedlock aren't worth 50 million dollars and don't have the type of stability that they no right. so again while i would not say courtney Kar kardashian and travis barker need to be <laughs> your moral compass for all things like i do think that like having people who are like no we like marriage we like it so much that we're doing a practice run yeah. of getting married like it's actually not the worst thing to happen today also not just a not just a regular practice run an elvis themed plastic P he officiated it yes an so, elvis impersonator i would love to have seen that like, like no wonder they, well, didn't they had want a people private there. photographer there who took pictures so they're gonna post them eventually well and nick jonas and sophie sophie what's her face from game of thrones right they when they got married they got married in vegas after an award show with an elvis impersonator because uh, they're planning on getting married in France, and you have when you do your marriage license internationally, it can be way more complicated. I bet. Why so, after an award show? It seems like the last I think time they're all that just I would around and dressed up, and they can be like, "Hey, you want to come with us to <laughs> Vegas? We're gonna get married." There, there's something to be said about like uh, being blasé about marriage. I about like I the don't ceremony. Like that aspect of it. Like, why is it so casual? Yeah, like like isn't it supposed to and equal? And as influential as they are. Having kids out of wedlock and treating marriage so casually does make people start to believe that marriage is just a piece of paper and it doesn't actually matter. Yeah, which could be damaging to society. Or, or I would I would make the argument it's, that it's extremely damaging to society to to start to diminish what those things mean to mm -hmm. us. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I would argue that both of these people obviously have clear views on marriage. This is Courtney's first marriage. She didn't marry the Scott guy. I assume that seems obvious to everyone because yes. he seems quite interesting. Uh, <laughs> and then Travis Barker was married. And in fact, when I reference he has three kids, it's he has two kids with someone who he was married to twice. Yeah. And uh, one of the children is her daughter from the previous relationship that he has just maintained his role yeah. with. And I think, you know, I doubt we'll ever get it. But like, I would be curious to see if they actually have a very like i would be curious to hear them talk about what marriage means i generally am curious to hear a lot of people talk about their views on marriage because i think it's such an interesting institution absolutely um but yeah i'm like not opposed to them getting fake married in vegas i don't know what call, are your marriage judgmental plans? but like if they were asked what marriage means to them i don't think they'd have very intelligent answers to offer well, we have no idea what they'd have to offer like that's the thing well i'm looking at his outfit in this photo here and I'm guessing that what he has to offer is not on the intel. That's just my no, guess. I, I mean, it's like saying like, you know, like 
there's been a lot of coverage of him when he first started dating Kourtney Kardashian that he was like actually fairly religious and like you want to look at him and be like but how religious can you possibly be but like I actually have no idea there's yep. no way I could tell that again I'm not saying anyone should use Kourtney Kardashian and Travis as like their moral compass yeah. in life but I am curious to see this depiction of the Kardashians have way. been nominally Christian in the past I think yep. yeah they all do it in different ways it's yeah. very interesting and Kanye was of course very very uh, became much Christian. very much Christian well like uh Kourtney and Kim took their kids to get baptized in Armenia, which is like wow. pretty cool. Oh, oh, by the way, this article is this this it just shows you how fast the news changes and why you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Because in, in this article, which is just slightly older than the other ones, it says, "What's more, is we're told that the two came prepared with a marriage license, which we later found out is absolutely not true." We're making yeah. this up as we're going. That's, that's, that's where that come from. <laughs> hey, I I have nothing wrong with TMZ. I I sent this to Brett, and it literally TMZ had a headline that said "breaking news," and yep. I thought like. Man, what fun pop culture, like being a pop culture journalist must be sometimes to be like, this is our breaking news. We don't know if these wealthy people got married <laughs> or not. But they could have. It might have happened. It may Who have knows? happened. That's when you just start making it up. Yeah. Oh my God. That's what they do. <laughs> Sources say. Mm -hmm. Somebody sits across from me in the cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, like how damaging is that that they don't have to reveal their sources so they could just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob the janitor said that they got married at the, at the Elvis uh, chapel in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Must be true. Yeah, uh, I would. Uh, I, I wonder how much they're going to get for those photos for the first photos of their Elvis themed wedding. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is not super easy to get married in Vegas. Uh, I, I believe there was like I don't have that pulled up, but there was like law changes a while back because of all of the annulments that were going on mm. uh, to make it less uh, <laughs> less easy to just uh, make that mistake over and over again. Yeah, I, well, the big thing was it was uh, one of the states where you could get a same day marriage license. Yes. So Technically, Maryland could be the new yep. Las Vegas because you can get a same-day license there. What happens in Maryland stays in Maryland. Uh, so it says, uh, getting married in Las Vegas has the spur-of-the-moment feel to it. We've all heard the stories of couples who have run off to Vegas to get married or even met in Vegas and tied the knot on a whim. Oh, just uh, like... Love. I, I, well, no, I'm saying like, like to me, like I, uh, I almost feel um, sad that I couldn't live with that much whimsy like <laughs> you're not gonna bolt to vegas and elope uh, i'm not like i'm just i'm not gonna meet a, a lady named trixie in vegas trixie and and, and, and be like <laughs> well sure let's uh let's tie the knot it's you could just, bring your own lady named for whatever you want i'm not going vegas. to bring not trixie to vegas either in trixie or not or, <laughs> I, i'm not gonna bring anyone to vegas unless her name is trixie well, like, like, well i'm just saying like i would, would never you bring trixie to maryland I maybe maybe. Ma maybe maryland maybe, just maybe. go to any random casino and you'll find her yes well that's what I'm saying. like i i don't but you may not be able to marry her in the same day yes right I I just I don't have that much uh, like I am not like you know it's like I I'm gonna be spur the mo spontaneous but I need at least two days to plan it ahead of time like I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna be spontaneous <laughs> just not immediately I, I've got some spontaneity scheduled for like next week what yeah. about like small wedding like would you want a small yeah. two person oh, yeah. wedding oh oh mm, uh, I, I yes you and Elvis and just, Trixie no uh, well <laughs> with my mom having passed yeah maybe that's more of a possibility yeah uh, I mean like you want to bring your like siblings and 
extended family and stuff? My, uh, my brother and my dad could like, if they want to come, I'll give them like a couple hours notice and be like, you, you can either get here or not. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I think I'm with you. Like, uh, I, I think I'm more along the lines of that it should be an institution that's far more respected than it is and that the decline in the respect for See, it. Uh, I would argue that having a big wedding doesn't indicate that you're okay, I don't mean, not married. No, I'm not saying big, but more involved with your family and, and the people. and not making it this flippant thing like yeah. while you're partying and drunk. Yeah, I get not wanting to be drunk. And officiated by an Elvis impersonator yes. I, I don't think that takes about, it very seriously i get that but there are <laughs> studies that say that the more you spend on your wedding the more likely yeah. you are to get divorced i'm right? not talking about the amount of money but i'm talking about the care put into it as far as who you inform sure. who's going to be there how long you've known trixie how long <laughs> how, how long you and trixie have known each other how ha, have your parents met trixie yet it, those are all important questions yeah i think that they're two separate things right like you could be very serious about someone and be very serious about committing to marriage together yeah. and also still want to have a ceremony where it's just you and your officiant. Like, yeah. I don't think that's indicative of not being serious about marriage. I guess that's just my take on it. Uh, I imagine. I, what about you? Big wedding, small wedding, no wedding. Oh my gosh. First I have to trap a man. So I'll work on that. Trap. Uh, I will, I will uh, get you some binoculars. Oh my gosh. And, uh, the worst. and like, my a, dad started telling me that I have to be trapped by a man. He said that I'm the problem. <laughs> Um, which I appreciate. Thanks, Dad. Uh, No, I mean, I would be happy to... I've only ever really wanted, like, my dad to be there. Uh, My mom has since passed, too. So, you know, I think having your family there is, like, important and and pleasant. I know that there are some people whose families are, you know, not available for them, whether that's because they are not good influences or just they're not around and they can't be. Um, I'm probably, like... I don't know. Did you say this? I, I, like air on the side of a smaller wedding i guess yeah. but again like part of it for me is that i had i had a lot of opportunities to live all over the country which is cool but like it feel i feel bad asking like my friends who are just starting out in life to like pay a bunch of money oh yeah you know sure. what i mean like, we're like getting a little bit older now so it's like less of a like you don't feel like you're burdening them as much yeah like, i feel less of it now but like you know it'd be very had, hard for mary to be like all her friends like hey come out and and, and come to this really expensive wedding yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so but we'll see i also think that like every wedding you know really has to do with the two people getting married so like if i marry someone who's like i have a hundred thousand first cousins who all have to come to our wedding so we have to have a big wedding like <laughs> Okay, that's what we'll do. But but then you elope. That that's when you do elope. If you have a hundred thousand first cousins, you well, just, like, like f if it. You're marrying someone who has a big family who they want to be there. Like you probably know that that part of their family, the whatever, is important to them ahead of time. So I have being aware of that. I have a big weak spot for like normie like normie social media like it's like the so-and-so family and like all you know about them is they've got like nine kids uh and all their skits are kind of cringe and, and dorky but i'm like look at how normal these people Brent are just like follows happy families on instagram <laughs> because for you Do- like-, like families and in in dogs and in talking animal accounts yeah. No, yeah i look at people that make me angry Let's see like different he's older than you are he's like different approaches do what they're doing and you're like to... still full of rage yeah. <laughs> I, i'm like i'm too i'm too tired for rage now like i'm sure what he's about you 100 years old uh, he's uh, hundred. No, what no. about you what, uh big wedding small wedding i have to ask mm. i at least have to because brett's gonna plan our wedding yes. right <laughs> well if, professional if, if they're going to make if they're going to remake all the spy movies with women then I want a male version of the wedding planner rather than Jennifer. Based off your real life. Ba- based off, well, not doesn't have to be me, but somebody else's real life. Yes. I say as many family members as possible, distant and close, and then only close friends. 
Excellence. So uh, there you go. So for any suitors, uh, remember that she said that. Better know. <laughs> they, they better be able to reference this exact. Uh, I'll quiz you. This exact segment exactly. So that was. Uh, I, I I I do want to see the photos of of the Elvis. I want to know how good the Elvis impersonator was. That's what I really want to know. The... See, frighteningly Can you accurate. ask for someone else? Like whenever you get married, married in Vegas, it's always an Elvis impersonator. No, it's like... it's Cupid sometimes. That seems terrible. Can you That's get awful. Yeah. like a John Lennon or a? Could I have like a Willie Nelson impersonator? Maybe that would be cool. Vegas, I would be. You know? I would be all about that. I would be. All, I was. What are my options? I've been rewatching Monk, as you know, and there's a, there's absolutely a Willie Nelson episode. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I haven't watched Monk in so where, long. Where I used he to love it. Where he play like Willie Nelson plays Willie Nelson in the episode, and it's great. Wait, now I want to watch that. Yes, we'll we'll all watch that. It's fantastic. All right, we're going to move. So we we were just talking about churches. We're going to talk about more church stuff because this has to do with a new movie from Mark Wahlberg called Father Stew. And this is a the 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 joke I always make is like they have the buzzwords for everything. And when you're writing these articles, it's called faith based film. That's what they always use, and it's 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 used in the as a pejorative by these industry by the people who write for these right. industries. Like you could just say Christian, but you have to say faith based to Which, discredit it. Yes, exactly. Well, they and they wouldn't do the same to other religions. They absolutely. I think wouldn't. they'd say Christian to discredit it too. I don't yeah. think they like Christianity yeah. any better. They don't. Uh, they just Marvel just released a comic where like they they talk about how uh, uh, Jesus was the first X Men. And everyone's like, what? well, like he was a mutant. They're saying he was a mutant. It's it's implied. They don't say he was for sure, but they're saying like a character kind of intimates to another that that he was a a, oh. a, a mutant, like an X Men, similar to not. They're, they're also trying to break into the faith based audience. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, not working. They're like, man, we're gonna beat the Daily Wire. They're there. like, these <laughs> homeschool moms keep saying their kids can't read our stuff. How do we get around this? It's like it's it, they're gonna bring back the uh, it's gonna be the same moms who wouldn't let their kids read Harry Potter because they thought it was gonna turn them into devil worshippers. That was my mom. Was that your mom? Did you read <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter? I wasn't allowed to watch or read it. Have you read it since? Nope. And oh. I have no interest actually. Nope. Well, yeah, I've heard a lot of people in your generation didn't read it, though. Some did. I'm Some actually like a really hundred years younger it. than me. Like, <laughs> I had just heard that like the craze um, was like peak, like millennial women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly millennials that are crazy about it, actually. They they literally it's like it's like when every problem, uh, when every it's like every problem is a nail. Uh, when all you have is a hammer, every problem is a nail. It's like when every social issue is this, every every answer is a Harry Potter reference. Mm. They all reference Harry Potter for well, everything. And very BuzzFeed. Yeah, it's very it is. Sparknotes quizzes. It is. And like what I think is happening, <laughs> at least what I feel like is happening is like kids who are in elementary school now, like whose parents are like late to middle millennials. Yeah. They They're, trust it, so they want they to pass it, it on. So they show their kids, mm -hmm. so their kids will get really into Harry Potter. Like, it'll it'll, it'll skip a generation. It'll skip around. It'll okay. be sort of like uh, when you see a vocal wave. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is, this is a movie called Wait, Father's... Wait, but you didn't read Twilight, right? I did. I, oh, man. Was your mom okay with that? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I feel that consistent. Put your mother on this podcast. Yeah, we're, we're going to need to interview her, uh, yeah. and we're going to need some answers. Also, Dex I wasn't allowed to watch the Disney princess movies. But then I watched the Disney original movies, so makes no sense. Yeah. So it says Mark Wahlberg wouldn't uh, uh, Hollywood wouldn't make Mark Wahlberg's new faith-based film Father Stew, so he made it himself. So he basically, like I said, Hollywood does hate Christianity. Uh, I I don't think that's 
really all that crazy to say. It's weird though, because it's not like they don't use it. Like they still absolutely use churches. They still use religion. Uh, they have characters that are vaguely religious, right? But Who are usually right. bad though. No, I, I don't necessarily think that. I, I think that a lot of times it's used in a negative way, but there's absolutely characters that will have like that where, whether they wear a crucifix or the whatever, uh, or they wear a cross, but it's always such a vague, like it's not like they live the values that they're, it, they're vaguely, what did the person say in that article? Secular priest? Yeah, I just like secular, yeah. nominally Christian. They'll use it as a motif, but nothing yeah, that's, more. That's a good word. for it. it's, it's, it's used as a motif. It's a backdrop, but it's not like it stands That can't rigidly. be the story. Yeah, that, which is, uh, to be honest, is not wrong. Like a lot of times, you're, the, the more you limit your story like that, uh, the more of the audience you kind of, uh, you're going to court a certain audience, right? So using as a backdrop can be done properly, but a lot of times it's not done with any respect. So it says, uh, popular actor Mark Wahlberg revealed that he received resistance from both uh, from both Hollywood and the Catholic Church about his upcoming faith-based film, Father Stew, but felt that the world needed the experience uh, of the powerful testimony. So it is interesting that both the church and Hollywood pushback. I was unclear on how he got pushback from the Catholic Church. Like, what did the Pope write him? Uh, he shared it, it with like the archdiocese. So, they didn't like it. Uh, uh, the language in the film, they said, from what I read in the uh, article. Well, that's just being realistic. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I one time, um, I'm gonna share a story. Also, is like, that like pushback, or is that being like, could you stop swearing? It's really just we would prefer if you didn't use yeah. this. Language. And he was like, no, and they're like, okay, make it anyways. On, yeah. on a couple of occasions, I have used the Lord's name in vain here, and, and then I look at. Uh, and then you apologize. And then I apologize profusely if Seamus or myself are in the room. Uh, <laughs> we, get, we feel weirder on Catholics. <laughs> like, like, well, no, shame, shame. It's more Seamus than because uh, <laughs> he'll scold you. I'll let it go. But yes. He'll you. Yeah. Yeah. Seamus is an act of freedom, t freedom tombs. You should check him out. Is an active scolder. And I feel bad about it sometimes. But other times I think like. I'm glad that he scolds. Someone needs to do it. I won't. Boo hoo. Like, yeah. Like, wow, I, like, I don't, the buck I don't need. I don't need to be made to feel worse. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it says Wahlberg, who used his own money to partially fund the film, plays Father Stu. He joined. Uh, he's joined on screen by Academy Award winner Mel Gibson, who, as we know, is a very uh, vocal uh, religious advocate. He's the one who made Passion of the uh, Passion of the Christ, um, uh, mm -hmm. which uh, ruined Jim Caviezel's career for many years, which made me very sad. And he was struck by lightning twice while making that movie. There were all sorts of weird things about all the sorts of, that of it. Movie. Like, do you okay, this is an aside, but I'm going to ask <laughs> you, uh, as somebody of faith, do you think that they ever wondered if they were doing the right thing by making that movie because of all the things that kept happening? Um, you could either take it as a sign that you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, but they continued with it, and I think it was a, su a success. The pushback they got from it later on oh, yeah. came from the fact that they were so graphic with the violence, Yeah, and there's and something Hollywood. to be said for the value of it and against that. But it's funny. There's there's this story that Jim Caviezel would tell because he knows how Hollywood feels about religion. Where he says like he gets the call from uh, Mel Gibson about to, like to make the movie, and Mel goes, <clears throat> so. Want to ruin your career with me? Because uh, they knew. Do you think he predicted that? I think, yeah. I think Mel Gibson knew. Mel Gibson was more entrenched. Oh, he, good for I, them. I call him the uncancelable Mel Gibson because he's <laughs> so financially tied to Hollywood. He still gets roles. He still acts. He still directs. Kind of like Clint Eastwood is never going to be canceled because he's all, he's so deeply entrenched in the industry. Mm. But Jim Caviezel, uh, since Person of Interest, which is one of my favorite shows of all time, uh, after that and then with everything going on politically, he is now uh, done almost exclusively like 
faith-based films, as you would call them, or religious films or, or audiobooks. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like it, it shouldn't have happened to them. Like your religion shouldn't prevent you from getting roles. Yeah. Uh, of any sort but it's clearly an issue and he says like he gets the pushback here it says the sony pictures film have uh, features heavy vulgarity and is rated r but is inspiring at its core sharing the power of the transformation of christ and he says um so he just talks about uh he says i met with resistance not only from the studios to make this movie but also from the church which i was really surprised about well surprised about Wahlberg said uh, but then I realized that beyond the page one and Bill's using the F word and page two he's using it again the the next thing you know this is vulgar and it's unacceptable without really understanding what the message was and that should be important right the the, the vulgarity is spoke to speak is supposed to speak to the tone of the movie uh, and convey a message uh, of transformation at the end but you need to have the vulgarity to show the transformation as it comes yeah. so it, I feel like uh, censoring that aspect of it wouldn't do it any favors uh, like censoring his language if that's how the guy actually spoke um, especially if he, if he comes to be more eloquent or more uh, you know because he's going to study if he's going to study religion he's going to have to be studying homilies and poetry and all of these aspects that come with presenting uh, as a priest right? right so that's very important to be eloquent so yeah maybe it's used as a sort of um, you know as well, a it's to give context and they also for context of him seeking a relationship yep. with God, they had to show first that he was seeking a relationship with some woman yes. who uh, happened to be Catholic. Yeah. So it says, I think if you'd left the Passion of the Christ 20 minutes before the movie was over, you get the wrong message too. The actor, so, so he's talking about the message, the the overall conclusion of it is what's important. Uh, and it just boggles my mind that in a, in a world where so much TV gets put out these days, so many movies get made that most people never end up going to see that they that there's actually pushback against stuff like this getting made just because they whether is it Hollywood takes issue with the target audience because they seem to have a deep hatred for middle America or anyone who has like belief in Christian faith uh, and that's coming from somebody who's not religious so it's like I've seen that for years and I could never understood where it came from I always could sense the kind of disdain they had for middle America in TV shows the way characters were portrayed in a cartoonish way you know, like the idea is like there's always like a every farmer has like a, a thing of chew in the front pocket. It's like not everybody in the world is like that. Uh, and they turn everyone into kind of cartoonish characters of the, you know, of what they of what those actual people would be like. And I think that that is wrong. But... Yeah, I think this is an interesting project. I mean, I can understand, obviously, why Hollywood would reject it. Hollywood doesn't tend to want to promote an ideology like Christianity that mm -hmm. would then direct someone to say like hey maybe some of the other things that you're producing and uh representing are not in line with what i actually want a lifestyle i actually want to live uh in terms of using vulgarity for this movie i think uh ultimately i mean obviously i haven't seen it but like seems like Wahlberg made the right call if this is a is it based off a true story it's based it off is a true yeah. story. so like you have to show it with accuracy right yeah. like if that's the lifestyle this guy was living if these things were real a accurate depiction of his personality but I also think that like um sometimes faith-based movies I think get a bad you know they come off as like cheesy or like too family-oriented because they, they're cheesy because no one supports them financially yeah we, right. we've had well, this me and her had this they gonna... have worse writing and yeah. worse funding yeah I was gonna say that but also I think that like they 
they serve a purpose, right? And yeah. I don't think cheesy is bad. I never mean that in a totally negative connotation. Yeah. But I do think sometimes having a movie that maybe is more gritty, shall we say, or like I hate to keep using the word vulgar, uh, might appeal to people who are not religious. Yeah. And well, it's find showing that, a more relatable character. Yeah, it's more relatable. Because if like Wahlberg is saying, like the ultimate purpose of this movie is to show someone's progression towards religion and the adoption of faith, like I think for someone who is not religious, it can be intimidating to walk into something that's too clean or seems too perfect. Whereas like the imperfections and like the vulgarity in this make it more uh, realistic and relatable. So it's about a, a guy named Stuart Long. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been trying to make this movie for six years. Mm -hmm. That's how long this movie's been in production. So this is something that was clearly very important to Wahlberg to get made. It says, so Stuart Long was an amateur boxer whose career gets sidelined by an injury. After moving to Los Angeles, Stuart starts attending church to impress a woman uh, A woman he meets. A series of events follows that prompts him to pursue the priesthood. Is that common? Do, do, do a lot of guys just end up going to church to, to meet women or to, to impress women and then they fall into faith? I thought the stereotypical story was yes. they're becoming a priest and then they leave seminary to go date. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that well. was the typical story, I thought. Yeah, I've definitely known a lot of guys who, like, maybe they are vaguely Christian or, like, Or they whatever. just be as the community aspect of it is important. And yeah, they... I also know a lot of conservative guys who will be like, well, I need to find a nice wife, so I better start going to church. Okay. And, like, and that comes off as phony. It yeah. comes off as phony for sure. Like, you can yeah. see right through it. And, um... Well, I mean, yeah, going I, like wanting to meet a wife is not a bad, is not inherently yeah, bad. Yeah, but like, no. if you wanting, then go to church and you're like, I definitely believe then this. Find, well, <laughs> then find, then where, okay, then let me ask you this. If if not church, then he says, I need to meet a nice woman, a nice wife. Where should I, where, where do you send him that is not church to find that person? Look, it works both ways. Girls who are like, I need to meet a guy, so I'm going to sign up for a flag football league, except they hate sports and being outside. Yeah. They may meet a guy, but that core fundamental value yeah. of like... Really, yeah. The point is that going to church is supposed to make you a better person yeah. and you are more attractive because of it. So theoretically, they go and uh, the it's a byproduct of going to church, not the purpose of going to church. Meeting well, someone is you the, hope so. <laughs> you would hope that yeah. meeting someone is the byproduct of going to church, whereas yeah. uh, actually uh, finding faith and, and becoming a... Well, and if you're going to church to like, impress some girl, like that, I, like for me, it's like, it's um, like a false representation, right? Yeah. If you're like, yeah, I'm super religious, and then you marry her, and then you're not religious at all, and like you guys actually have no, hopefully we would not get that far, but like yep. it's a misrepresentation of who you are, which ultimately if you're trying to have any sort of serious relationship is foolish. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I like the trailer to this movie. I thought it was edited very well. A lot of times one of the places that you'll first notice that these projects don't have the money or the budget uh, is the trailers for the movies don't come off in the same uh, way that uh, a Hollywood trailer does uh, because those are usually cut by various studios that that's their job. They make movie trailers all year round. Um, it's a very well done trailer. Yes, it is. So, it also, it. it reminds me of um, The Chosen, which is a show that's based off the Gospels, and that's completely crowdfunded, and it's actually pretty good quality considering that. They don't have the support of a big studio. Yeah. C crowdfunding is the way to go now. Like the Daily yeah. Wire says, it's all about de developing parallel economies and, and building on what you care about. It's so much easier to connect with people now that you can do this. Like he went through the 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 part of going through the studio and then financing himself, but mm -hmm. not everybody has millions of dollars that they can yeah. reinvest. Yeah. I'm so. actually really excited to see like that people are using Christianity as a plot point in movies. Um, 
I think we, I think Hollywood wants us to forget that a majority of the country is Christian and having a relationship with Christianity and religion is a huge part of people's experience, whether or not you're particularly devout, whether or not you are raised in the church and leave it, whether you discover it at a later age, like having to wash it out or to use it as sort of a symbolic thing that we can't interact with too much because we ultimately don't want to drive people towards yeah. religion is you know not good and actually hurts the production of interesting and relatable content i agree with that 100 percent. that uh there's a lot of characters <clears throat> that have those values or roots but it's like, like we said earlier it's just it's a it's a backdrop it's not usually focused on super heavily and doing that well uh unless you actually do like like i think it's one of those things like if you don't if you weren't raised in the church uh, and you try to do it in a show, like you're going to be able to tell that the person wasn't well versed in what they're talking about. It just, it won't, it won't translate the same way. Mm -hmm. uh, finding that type of accuracy is very difficult. Well, and like Mark Wahlberg is a very open Catholic. Yes. So like he didn't try to depict the Baptist church. He depicted something that he knows mm -hmm. and is meaningful to him. Yep. And I think that ultimately will empower people of different Christian denominations to explore that as well. Definitely. Okay. We've got funny news for Podluck. We've got funny news regarding uh, a bunch of people getting hacked. Uh, funny news first, sad and depressing news second and third. But the first one is funny because I watched this video and I laughed really, really hard. I, I couldn't, I, did, I had no idea what was being said, but I laughed very, very hard. So it says, YouTube channels of Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Eminem, and many other A-list celebrities are hacked by a Spanish shit posting account. Um, it's like, so... Uh, all of these channels have this video uploaded where a guy comes up and it, what, what was it playing in the background? Like, like a bunch of like, uh, what we were talking about here. So he's playing a, a guitar, but you notice the guitar is backwards. He's not actually mm -hmm. playing it. Uh, and it's about uh, a criminal who has been uh, arrested. Free Paco Sands. <laughs> yeah, Sands. Sands. So, so it says, uh, the YouTube channels of Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Eminem, and many other A-list celebrities appear to have been hacked by a Spanish shitposting account. Multiple accounts have, been, have had bizarre videos uploaded, one of which is entitled Justin Bieber, Free Paco Sands, featuring Will Smith, Chris Rock, Skinny Flex... <laughs> And I don't know how to pronounce that last one. Uh, Las Palas? I don't know. Uh, Paco Sanz is a Spanish criminal currently in prison for defrauding thousands of people by pretending to have a terminal illness. The video features Sanz holding a, t a guitar the wrong way and singing. So this is him? That's him. Uh, and, it uh, looked like he's in jail. He, it must have been before he, he was arrested. So this is... Uh, I don't know how he accomplished this in the first is place is song about free paco song i don't know spanish Freeing himself Freeing, I, from I, this I, what appears to be residential home yes it'd be great to have a spanish-speaking guest we, we if only where's right now dane? where's we need dane here yeah. so it says uh he's holding a guitar the wrong way and singing spanish overdubbed with some heavy synthesized beats <laughs> the reference to will smith and chris rock in the title may be a way to get clicks following the slapgate scandal somebody else calling it slapgate very good. Look at this affected account list that they're like, yeah. here are all the victims. Of this and possibly guy. more. I also Possibly love, more. Don't say if that. If you look at the, the way it's framed, it looks like they just like copied something. Like it's like this, that ugly shade of blue where it's like they should have washed it out white in the text. But it's like, I hate that shade. Maybe that, that might not show on that, but you can see it I can here. see it on this. I always assume it's like it has to do with their marketing colors. Yeah. So it says nobody's marketing with that color. That color is awful. Tell the Daily Mail. I will. <laughs> so it says Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Harry Styles, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. I, I always forget like celebrities. He's gonna like be that, so mad. That they have that, that celebrities like that have their own accounts mm -hmm. like uh, still up. So all oh Juice because they still up. make money and they yep. go to their state. 
So it says the identity. Okay. So the identity is unknown of the Twitter account that started only a month ago, but it already has 7,500 followers. Uh, so it says the, the sans video was online for almost an hour before being taken off by the various YouTube channels. That's a pretty long time to, to remain on there. Yeah. Why are they not watching? Yeah. Like <laughs> you'd think that they're like, whoever's like, uh, what if they couldn't get it down. That's yeah. He I mean, had complete control. Yeah, he was the mastermind hacker. Like if he like all. he like got in, posted the video, locked them out of the account. They like were like, we need we have to Andy. reset our password. Yeah, <laughs> we need Andy. Just like send you a code. <laughs> we need Andy up here to like tell us about master ha uh, how the master hacker did this. It says <laughs> it features a group of young men uh, wearing hooded hoodies with the words "speed" on the front, dancing outdoors to an adapted version of "Hit the Road Jack." The hackers also uploaded a song. Uh, by Spanish rock duo Estopa, Estopa, to Michael Jackson's YouTube channel with the new title "I Like I Like Kids," but it says "I Like Ki Dot D." Oh no! Uh, S. Uh, like this is the definition of shit posting. It says in a comment below one of the videos, a YouTuber simply said, "I always love it when an artist tries something new." The bizarre video seems to be getting deleted by channels after being uploaded, but Twitter users uh, have posted a short clip of the Pakistan's video. So it's, they go down here, and I, I just imagine the people running these accounts are just like, I'm getting fired. Like, <laughs> how did they get in? Uh, it says, uh, so uh, they had this uh, a guy, like it says, Graham Cluley, a computer expert and security blogger, said it's possible that all these high-profile YouTubers are using the same like third-party service to manage their social media activity. Yeah. Uh, if that third-party service was hacked, they could provide a way for someone to post videos in the names of the celebrities. So uh, like one vulner major vulnerability led to tons of people getting hacked. And uh, I imagine it says... Um, we ain't dead. So it's got this guy just keeps talking. He says, we ain't dead. Give us suggestions to hack. So this guy's like a super <laughs> hacker in a movie. I can already picture him at a coffee shop. But how is he doing just out this of ideas. all like from yeah. his prison toilet? <laughs> uh, my guess is it's just somebody else who like knows the it's guy and wants to and wants him freed. Yep. Even with multi-factor. Is it working? Yeah. It's like his t teenage son who's yeah. been <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> He's got a nephew who's really into computers. I just want to know what Paco did. Well, he I, defrauded people with the story. Is that yeah, it? That's what they said. I'll look it up. Let's well, find you, out. you know what? Free Paco. Free for, for defrauding people by lying about having a terminal illness. How long is he in prison for? Uh, could be worse. Eh, he didn't kill anyone. You know, let the guy go. People have gotten this. away with a lot worse. This is this is true. Well, I, I would like to know how. Like, but do, does that mean that we should let the people who don't get away with it get away with it? <laughs> Just Paco. Just Paco. We like Paco here. We're, 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 <laughs> we we're let you out if you're entertaining enough. Yes. We are Team Paco Sans here. Mm -hmm. So uh, it says the simple reason is that stealing Kanye's password or sending Justin Bieber a phishing email as far as yeah. So it's just I, I got a huge kick out of this. And I uh, it says are your passwords secure uh, as you think they are? Experts reveal how long it would take a hacker to crack your logins and say an eight character code can be guessed in less than an hour. So two factor authentication all the way. Uh, I, I feel bad. Uh, for Paco Sanz, I think they should let him go. Uh, and even if they don't, him. yes. And, and if it's traumatizing, I also found this thing about Justin Bieber since he was one of the people that got hacked. <laughs> I thought I thought this was really uh, really interesting. Justin Bieber gives free therapy to my fans and tour crew who had to watch Paco's who, who, video. No, who, yeah, who <laughs> either they either it's either because they have to watch Justin two hundred days a year and maybe they're just over it, or that would be hard. That could hey. Don't you think it'd be weird if your employer was like, you all have to go to therapy? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I get what he's trying to do, but like, it does come across as a little strange. Well, it's not he's saying he's not saying they have to go. How do he's, you know? I give all of them therapy. Says, Justin Bieber's offering free online therapy to his millions of oh, fans. Oh, wait, can I double back to the yeah. Paco thing? Oh, yeah. 
um, Paco Sanchez lied about having 2,000 tumors. And Okay, uh, anyone who fell for that is the idiot. <laughs> uh, They're just really, really small tumors. He appeared tumors. regularly on... He's, he's 50, or he was in 2021. He appeared regularly on television and social media between 2010 and 2017, claiming to have nearly 2,000 tumors as a result of Cowden syndrome. Saying he just... only had months to live, except this went on for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> he appealed for donations via his webpage, uh, through text, and through even a charity gala. Although he did suffer from, from the syndrome, all of his tumors were benign and possessed no threat to his life. So, so he, he did even, have 2,000 he didn't tumors. Even, he didn't even lie. He, he just, just said I had months to live for seven he years. He didn't lie. He just stretched the he truth. He stretched the truth. I mean, months to live, years to live. Who really knows? Prosecutors say the former security guard collected just under 265,000 euros, $319,000, and that was in 2021, uh, before being arrested in March of 2017 in, Eastern Val in the Eastern Valencia region. Man. So what, anyways, what an industriously so criminal guy. Like that's that's awful. I mean, the the more libertarian side of me is like you should have done your research and known that this guy wasn't going to die. In a video <laughs> but, obtained by Spanish media at the time of his arrest, Sands could be seen joking with his girlfriend and family members about the lies he was telling. Oh, man. <laughs> also like he said I have months to live for 7 years. Yeah, like nobody like he's like going back on the same talk show like a year later and they're like they're like, like how are you 300 months to live. <laughs> <laughs> they're like checking their notes like didn't he say he only had a few months to live? But they don't want to turn him down for an interview because yeah. what if this is the last what time? If the last time? <laughs> Who knows? All right, we're going to move on and talk about this is I this was literally going to be a full segment and I moved it to this just cuz it felt weird to do the whole segment on this. That's uh rapper Gunu corpse propped up in nightclub on display during funeral. Okay, so this guy, um, uh, his name was um, uh, Markel. Uh, what is Did they have to Moreau? sneak him in? Markel Moreau. No, this was uh, the the funeral home. Uh, uh, they embalmed worked, him, and then they the funeral home worked with up. the with the Bliss nightclub. But the the funeral home claims both the funeral home and the nightclub claim that they didn't know that they were going to do this. Maybe they just thought they were going to have him in a casket. At the at the nightclub, then the who party. did know? Like who only propped the him only the family. The, I watched the interview with the with the mom and, and his sisters, and they're like, "This is what he would have wanted." And they to their to their credit, they're like, "Look, we want to be able to grieve in the way that we feel is what we want." And they're they're annoyed that people are like being mean to them because of how of their being judged. And this isn't without precedent, as I showed you the thing earlier. It's not like it's uncommon. There is the um, I'll just go over to this article really quick. Wait, and then we'll so, wait, no, you go. <laughs> no, go. I knew this would kind of blow your mind. So, so basically he was, he was, he, he was killed in a, in a, in a robbery gone wrong. Okay. Okay. And he's 24. Um, he's a rapper. And he's from the DC area and they were like, we're, we're going to have a celebration of his life quite intensely. That's literally what they said. The That's what the, 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 the mom and the sisters like, look, he, he, he would want, he wanted us to celebrate. He didn't want people to be sad. And then you see the people in this video, uh, we're not going to play it, but they're like, some of them are like cool with it. Other people are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that's the correct reaction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say anything like, so. Do they pregame this funeral and they all show up wasted? They, and I, then they're like, oh my God, I thought you were dead. And it turns out he is dead. Dude, like imagine like you're like tripping on mushrooms and you come there and this <laughs> dude is like on stage. Like th this is like, it's one of those things. It's just like, I couldn't believe, it, but I'm also one of those people where I'm like, look, I think it's really freaking weird. But it's not easy to prop a dead body. Dead weight. A six, five 
man yes onto a stage like that so uh, there was a team of people doing this the audience reaction also they were setting up and the club owner was like seems normal <laughs> and then bliss was just like mm, we didn't know yeah, but- we didn't know we just watched it happen and thought what is happening <laughs> yeah. over there so it says uh, a memorial service for the rapper was held at bliss's night at the dc nightclub bliss on sunday and it was a real party a celebration of gunu's life and love of music sounds like a pretty great way for family friends and family uh, family friends and fans to say Goodbye. But when they were also given the opportunity to say, say it to his face, because on stage, the shindig, there was the young shindig. man himself. Uh, or should we say his propped up embalmed corpse wearing a crown looking on to the hundreds of mourners. I watched the video. It was extremely uncomfortable. Um, it says, think open casket meet, funeral meets, meets weekend at Bernie's. Do you remember when Logan Paul got in trouble for showing the body of someone who had committed suicide in that forest? In the forest, yeah. Yep. And then... Th- we're all looking at a picture of a dead body at a nightclub. How has the culture become that much more coarse in how, how many years? That wasn't years even that been? long ago. That was five a years, couple years ago. Yeah. What's happened? I don't. Because the thing is, he didn't explicitly ask for this to be done. His family just kind of decided that they would do that and said he would want it. The, yeah, he the, didn't ask for this to happen. In the interview, he ba- they basically said he wanted them to celebrate his life and not and not yeah, be that sad. Could mean that could mean that does not mean barbecue. Yeah. Embalm me and prop me up in, in a, a nightclub. nightclub. Like <laughs> it says, um, it's like it says, uh, it says, how is this any different than awake? This is one of the comments. Uh, this is deeply disturbing. The other one says to each their own. I'm on the like I like they're they're. They're grieving in whatever way they f- see fit. I think it's uh, a tad disrespectful, and I wouldn't ever do it. But it's not my job to tell them how to 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 bury their dead. His this is parents, just crazy. His family just all night long walked past his dead body. Does that not seem super weird that they were it, like, yeah. this super sounds weird. good? And, but I do want to say this isn't without precedent. I, I remembered this that I read a long time ago. It says... Uh, were his it, eyes open? Sorry, I'm still stuck. No, they put sunglasses, sunglasses on. on. They um, look clear to me. Um, inside the funeral homes, posing the dead like they're still alive. This is uh, an old article. Uh, that I remembered reading from like 2018 says uh, it says two weeks after Renard Matthews was tragically shot and killed in his New Orleans home, the 18 year old uh, looked exactly like he did in life. And they they show these pictures of people who have been propped up, uh, and that's the way that they in that community that they are wait, celebrating. Wait, what does in that community mean? I people it's just more common taxiderming yeah. human beings. No, what community are you referring to? Uh, the the ones that I thought was in New Orleans. Uh, I don't so know they're like voodoo? I don't know if that's what this is. Yeah, it says New Orleans oldest funeral homes uh, about why they're drawn to extreme, it's called extreme embalmings. I'm just saying that it's not without precedent. This isn't something that's completely unheard of. Look, I get it. If you write in your will, when I die, please pose me like I'm sitting at the well, kitchen table doing the crossword puzzle. He didn't have a he will. He didn't have a will. <laughs> also, like, I think, have you guys, I mean, like, this sounds morbid, but like, have you guys been to an open casket funeral? Yes. Like, yeah. This is like beyond open casket. This is like playing dress up with a dead body. Said open casket yeah. funeral meets weekend at Bernie's. They were like holding the microphone up to his face. It it was really in the like, video. It's just it's weird and disturbing. But like I said, I I I am 
not one to tell them that they can't do it. It would. I'm it, not one to pretend that this isn't weird, though. It's very <laughs> yeah. weird. It's very Look, weird. I get it. They can do whatever they want. It's just that I can judge them. For they it. can, but they shouldn't. So yeah. It says in 2012, extreme embalmings, uh, extreme embalming funerals hit lo- hit New Orleans when in the family of Lionel Batiste, the drummer in the framed. Uh, uh, so they're just talking in about 2012. Yeah. So recently we yes. got into this thing. This isn't like a cultural norm. When, when was no. the lo- when was the Logan Paul? Thing? that was 2017 okay so it's a, it's like a degree it's like a, a scale of slowly degrading or devolving um the you know what happens after death kind of but i just thought this was absolutely shocking um for for that and the artist like as i had never i had not heard his music and went through and listened to it he's actually quite a quite a talented artist but uh it wasn't half bad it was not half bad so anyone who's talented we should make them stand in a nightclub after <laughs> if you guys want to prop me up i would ask that you at least um what do we do put you on rollerblades it's yes never gonna work. That, that's tight do that yes do that um absolutely yeah. not new, i'll new, marry you with your rollerblades but new, i will not prop you up on them after you've been involved i'm sorry i respect you too much thank you thank you for Ugh. that um so uh, also like it's hard for me because I'm so cynical not to be like, did his family do this because they knew they would get like weird attention for it? Yeah, probably. Like, that's so weird. I'm cynical that way. Like I was like, I wonder if they thought that it would be- like our meal ticket because he was a fairly talented, mm-hmm. you know, younger, yeah, young rapper. Younger. I don't want to say up and coming because I don't know how many people knew about him, but like, you know, we'll have to go out with one big bang and get this viral moment. <sighs> Crazy. Like now, his sister's gonna release a pop album where he's also in the background. Like, please don't do that. <laughs> when do you return him? Like, do you now take him to Christmas? Like, when is it time to stop moving around his body? I hope body? that they've buried him by now. That would that would be somebody get me confirmation on this because I honestly don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about uh, Gwen Stefani's bassist. That's uh, Tony Canal. Uh, no doubt, bassist is apparently being harassed by man who thinks Heath Ledger is alive. Uh, he lives uh, this are uh, this the bassist lives in Heath Ledger's old house. Okay, when you sent me this headline, I was like, why would this bassist know about anything? Yes. Uh, so it says <laughs> makes much more sense now. Yeah. So it says uh, Tony Canal and his family have been harassed for the last several months by a man named George Leonardopoulos. I think I got that right. Yes. Uh, he has come to Canal's home multiple times and has even hopped the fence on the property. Leonardopoulos, I'm going to screw that up at least once, has been, You're doing great. Seen, You're doing great. Has been seen wielding potential weapons, including a knife. Uh, the reason for the harassment apparently stems from the fact that Leonardopoulos believes that Heath Ledger is alive and located someplace on the property. The home works and that specifically he, the garage. And that he himself is destined to free, find and free Heath Ledger? Must be. He's so, asleep and he's going to wake him up. Yes. But why? Why are you charged with this, Leonardopoulos? It's 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 his they had destiny. a special connection. It's his destiny. <laughs> I don't know. The home where Canal lives uh, was once owned by Heath Ledger. The Night's Tale actor sold the home to the No Doubt performer back in 2005. Leonardopoulos claims that he also uh, used to live on the property with Ledger, though it's unclear if there's any truth to that. Uh, he has apparently he, like, told Canal in the crawl space. Yeah. he was just obsessed. With Have that. you ever seen those stories of like like people who put up like cams in their house and yeah, like and homeless someone, people like, like living live in, in the house? Closet. Yeah, that is. That is high on my list of nightmares. Like, I don't have a lot of nightmares. <laughs> That's high on my this list. This is an of- active fear of mine. I shouldn't say it on the internet because someone's going to come live in oh, my no. crawl space. But like- yeah. Mm-mm. That is one of those things where I'm like, that's so effed up, but that so could happen if you lived in a house. Like somebody just like comes out and eats your food at night. So Leonardopoulos. Yes. Is like, I used to hang out with my friend Heath Ledger and I wasn't there when he died, but I do know that he is still alive. They said- never hung out. He said he was apparently no. told Canal that 
<laughs> he told him that he needs to be led onto the property, specifically into the garage, in order to wake Ledger. Needless to say, the whole story is quite bizarre. The visits to the home by this man, which started in late January, coincided with the anniversary of Ledger's death. April 4 marked Ledger's, Ledger's birthday, in which, uh, which may be part of the reason these things started uh, when they did. Be, beyond that, it's unclear what might have caused this to happen now or why anybody would seemingly be so convinced that Heath Ledger is alive uh, when the unfortunate truth is so clear. Well, I mean, there have been uh, conspiracies. Well, we didn't bring him to a nightclub, so how do we really know he's dead? And plus, I mean... Who knows? He could be officiating a wedding for a Courtney Kardashian and uh, and Travis Barker. Like we, our culture does technically or does tend to have a fascination with celebrity deaths. Whether we're talking Tupac living on an island, uh, Elvis Presley is alive. I don't remember where he was supposed to have gone. Um, no, I mean the Heath Ledger death is sad. Like he had a yep. young daughter, and like you know, that's one of my the stories I tell here. Like the only car accident I've ever been in was when I heard that. Uh, on the radio and I got bumped by a car and the guy behind me who bumped me had just heard it too. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like the only time I've ever been in any type of moving car. I mean, it was like, we were like both off an exit and he just kind of bumped me as we were coming up. Because you were both totally distracted by the news of Heath Ledger's death. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, So, uh, they just talk about Heath Ledger's death hit a lot of people hard because the actor was so young and had such a, he, he was kind of like, he kind of became like a folk hero in a way after, you know, he became infamous because of, uh, it coincided with the death, with his death, with uh, the release of The Dark Knight. Plus he was in A Night's Tale, which is a classic. And absolute, I love it. Uh, and 10 Things I Hate About You, which is an absolute uh, classic. You're, you're very, I've watched it. Okay. Yeah. That's very, that's very. But have uh, you watched A Night's Tale? No. I'm so glad. I highly recommend, my friend. Okay. I'm so glad you've seen Ten Things I Hate About You. That is that is fantastic. That movie it is a good movie. It yeah. is incredible. Um, so I just I, that story kind of blows my mind. It says if if uh, it's unclear if the make man's a Shakespeare joke there, but I won't. <laughs> it's unclear if the man's belief that Heath Ledger is alive is just one man's unfortunate view or part of some larger conspiracy theory. I'm picturing like a a crazy QAnon group now coming up with Heath Ledger is alive in the attic theory. You know, I did look into this, and it is it is a larger conspiracy. Theory. Tell me about it. Yeah, they have no evidence. They just think there are too many too many questions, too many weird coincidences. What did they say? What's, what what's the an example of a coincidence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't come up with any. Oh, right. <laughs> non-specified coincidences. Yeah. Very, very well thought out. Uh, they just think of the hoax. <laughs> you know what this article is really lacking to me? What? Some background around Leonardopolis here. I could. Did I, anyone pull his arrest records? Do we have any like further That's information? That's your job. That that would be okay, your job. I, I'll write a follow up for you guys to share Thank with your you. audience. That would be incredible. Uh, Find, find, I need to know more about, and with a name like Leonardopolis, that's a, that's a fantastic name. Who says you that can't he's been him. living in this area for a while? Like, that, and he said multiple contacts with police, and we don't have any, like, anyone who could just pull an L.A. County police record? Cinema blend. What are we doing here? Well, they, they do <laughs> talk about how, like, these are, like, stalkers cases are become, are so common amongst celebrities uh, having to move because of stalkers that just never get kept. They don't. To be fair, this guy doesn't like the guys who live there. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, I don't give a crap about yeah, you. Yeah. He's like, I don't even, I didn't even like No Doubt. And I think Gwen Stefani was a poser. But I love Heath Ledger. And, I and you need suck you. at bass. And <laughs> he's like, you're worse than Pete he's Wentz. Like, look, I don't want you to be here either. Yeah. I'm not stalking you. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm literally trying to stalk around you. Yeah, I would like <laughs> to stalk into your garage. Yeah. And see Maybe my part of me is thinking they should just let him in and have his look-sees and just yeah. take a thorough search of the house and well, he'll be sure that he's not there. Until the guy goes like, you moved him! And then like, <laughs> and, and then tries to hurt Tony Canal. Uh, 
Yeah. The thing is, like, that's why I would like to see uh, some background. Leonardopoulos, who's been hospitalized three times for paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to make light of it, but, like, more context on who is... <laughs> Instead, they're like, yeah, it's Keith Leonard's conspiracy It's such a specific theories. delusion. I'm picturing all of this while the song Don't Speak by No Doubt plays in the background. <laughs> also, like... They're like, oh, well, his birthday was recently, so that's why that might be happening. But the guy, they've lived there for years. The, guy, no. the guy's got, like, a like an alarm on his phone or, like, a note on his, like, <laughs> or like, no, like, I'm he, gonna he, wait he, 10 years and Heath then Ledger's, I'm gonna go check up on my friend Heath. <laughs> like, no, he really is friends with him and he's, like, friends with him on Facebook and now he gets the notification that it was his birthday and then goes he's out. like, and, all right, it's time. Dang. Like, that is, this, <laughs> he told me it's he been gonna, long enough. I can't tell if this is funny or morbid or both. Also, both. Like, when he's, like, he, we, I need to wake him, like, does he actually mean I need to have a seance in your garage so i can summon him from the depths like or, where is this going i'm there's maybe they converted really, the house into part of the garage and the garage into part of the house i really don't like i i really am opposed to how little information we have on the main subject of the story yep. <laughs> we find out he a, knows what's going on it's, it's uh we've talked to the police have talked to him many times but we don't really know what's going on that's a line in this article <laughs> we're not even sure what's at the core of this Dude, maybe Google this guy. Uh, not knowing it makes it more intelligent, uh, more entertaining to me, but uh, yeah. all in a very depressing way. At least he didn't hit, hurt the the guy who lives For there. For now, yeah. like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the guy's clearly got um, issues that need to be dealt with. But what are the issues, and have have they been confronted before? Is he now also going to go to someone else's house and be like, "I couldn't wake Heath up, so I've got to wake <laughs> up other dead celebrities." Anything could happen. It, I also it, lived in this house, and yes. I need to wake up. I can't even think of a celebrity that's died other than Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is really not. It's not really deal. a celebrity. Yeah, it's not really a celebrity. So, uh, very uh, that that last segment was like that whole last thing was like that's a lot of death and depressingness in the end. So it's you got to find like uh, a balance. Sprinkle in something positive. Yeah. Well, the the Justin Bieber and uh, and hack story was supposed to be positive, and then you find out that everybody needs therapy. And Brett would be like, <laughs> "I'm offering therapy," and I'm like. Oh, to spy on them? To yeah. steal all their personal information? Yeah. He's like, this was the light moment. Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> just can't win. I just can't win. So that was that, that was like the... I usually try to end on like a like a happy or like a fun note. And that was more like... Just ended on the bizarre, which it, is... I guess we'll, we'll try... Everyone at home, you're not getting that today. Yes. Nope. Yeah. So I guess bizarre is how we end it we today. We want everyone to be on edge. Weird stuff is about unhinged. in the world. Yeah. Very unhinged. So, all right. Thank you, Hannah Claire, so much for coming today. Guys, thank you for having me. This has been great. In this very uh, v full of variety episode, like a lot of uh, interesting stuff being talked about today. Not uh, not all of which we would normally cover, but definitely fun. No, I thought it was great. I'm I'm always happy to be back, and uh, yeah, I like this. I have a lot of energy today, so bouncing all we over the place tell. with topics has been really great for me. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. You can find me on Gab at hannahclaireb. And you can find me, of course, on timcast.com. Just click on the read tab. And all the articles are full of the same energy. I hope so. Yes. Well, actually, I feel like my article is a little bit more to the point. But yeah. here you get to hear my opinions. There you get to read all the facts I've gathered. Perfect. Mary, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Closer Kitty, And I promise there's an Instagram for the podcast coming soon. Thank you for that. That That is true. There will be one coming soon. <laughs> uh, for the show, guys, go to the YouTube channel. Please uh, like the videos, leave comments on the videos, subscribe to the channel. We very much 
Very much appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. And for social media for the show, you can go and follow us on Twitter at popculture underscore show and on Facebook and on TikTok at popculturecrisis. Also, um, for the show, we're also available on uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, all those platforms. Kind of did the order backwards today, but that's what you get. So we will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye.